This program is about unsolved mysteries. Whenever possible, the actual family members and police officials have participated in recreating the events. What you're about to see is not a news broadcast. Tonight marks the beginning of a new season of Unsolved Mysteries. Every week we'll be bringing you the most intriguing stories from across the country. True stories in which ordinary people have been swept up in the most extraordinary and mysterious circumstances. Someone watching tonight may have that one clue, that one vital piece of information that could help. This season we're introducing a new toll-free 800 telephone number. Operators are standing by, so join me. You may be able to help solve a mystery. Presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on the wise field. Dude, do you remember that song G6 by um Oh that like Asian dance crew? Yeah, I forgot what they were called, like Southeast Asia or something like that. I don't know what they were called. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It sounds Dude, racist song... if we say it, but if they said it it would be cool. I think they're called like the East Asian boys or something like that. I no, don't know. No 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 no. They're called the Far East movement. Oh Far East movement, yeah. yeah Dude, yeah. that song is like fucking catchy as hell, man. Like <laughs> I've been I've been going for runs every morning and like I've determined that like podcast working out. I can't do it. I can't do the podcast. I love podcasts. I'm th- I'm thankful you guys are listening to this, but uh, I just can't do podcasts while I work out. I need something that gets the blood going. I need some P Diddy in the family. And that song fucking gets it going, man. That shit. If that song doesn't make you want to dance, then nothing will, dude. That and an ace of bass. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. Like that, dude. I went down a whole rabbit hole after we interviewed Donnie, um, Donnie Phillips. Um, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, when we were talking about Ace of Base, I went through a whole fucking rabbit hole with Ace of Base, where I like fucking listened to their whole catalog on Apple Music, like for an entire month at the gym. Like I would start like with the Sign, which is like you know the big popular album, or whatever. But, like as like Ace of Base age, like they got like more and more mature to where it was like. It was almost like listening to like a Bjork album, if you will. Like it wasn't even like Euro pop dance anymore. It was like straight up just like, man, I want to get my PhD in fucking philosophy now and shit. So shout out to Ace of Base. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, man. You know, it was a we lost opportunity when we had Tara Lopez on the podcast. We should have brought it up. Like, hey, you guys got to do an Ace of Base cover like ASAP. Because like that's where the money's at. (laughs) 
<laughs> no doubt. All right, everybody. So <laughs> speaking of Ace of Base, uh, welcome to episode 154 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I am one of your hosts today, Mr. Jacob Pixton. And to my digital north, I guess you could say, I don't know how it's coming out on everybody else's end, um, live or whatever, just threw up the metal sign, is my very voluptuous and sometimes scrumdiddlyumptious co-host, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. What's up, millions? Um, I'm Art. I have, I'm the one with the white headphones today. It's kind of a weird setup. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me get this out of the way, because I guess we didn't get this out of the way last time. Extremely caveman coffee before we do anything else mm-hmm. caveman coffee man go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory of coffee coffee mugs cocoa butter hoodies shirts everything you can imagine just check it all out find something you like mother's day is coming up if you have a mom every mom loves coffee mugs get her some shit like that Type in America. Oh, sorry. What what was that, Jacob? I was going to say, or get her a coffee mug with a little pouch of coffee in it wrapped up in a caveman coffee t-shirt because it's starting to get hot as hell out there. So give her a little love package like that. I mean, I'm sure my, I'm sure my mom, Pastor Pam, she would love something like that. Yeah, for sure. Like it's such a simple gift. And right now you don't want to go to fucking target. You don't want to go to Walmart. You don't, you can't even go to the mall if you wanted to, Mm. to get a gift. So might as well go online and don't support amazon.com. Fuck that website. Please don't support them. Um, we should do an episode on Amazon. But anyways, once you find the gift, the perfect gift for your significant other, your mother, your whatever. Um, yeah, too. Huh? Yeah, whatever. Your buddy. You want to get your buddy into coffee? Your buddy likes your roommate, your roommate's friend. I don't know, whatever. Your, Anybody. Sancha, your side piece. Your side piece, whatever. Um, type in America at checkout. Get 15% off. That helps us. It lets them know that you're listening to our podcast and you are aware of their products. Guys, thank you guys so much. Please check out their website and uh, tell them Martin Jacob sent you. And speaking of uh, checking out websites, make sure you go to the Podbelly Network, where we are a founding member of the Podbelly Network, where you can check out other great podcasts, such as Ectoplasm. If you were tuned into the Facebook Live, we gave a whole 20-minute speech about how we like that that podcast right there they're they're a fellow podbelly member as well as our sisters from the not, we're not sure yet podcast so go to podbelly.com pick out on podcast uh, i guess that anagram or whatever that's called when you do, when you do the little pig out on podcast it spells out poop so poop for podcast all right everybody oh very clever was that was it meant to do that yeah oh okay cool man that makes sense <laughs> um <laughs> Um, man, there's so many great podcasts on Podbelly too, like Kim and Kat. I really like what they're doing. You said ectoplasm, and that's about it. That's all we got. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's a bunch of other ones that are on there, but those well, are all I can think of right now. Oh, well, Sofa King. Yeah, them too. And then Path of Legends, which is my cousin Keith's new uh, podcast. It's like an audio adventure um, recorded in 3D audio. So you'll hear like a bird in front of you. You'll hear like some swashbuckling behind you. And then like you'll have the narrators in full stereo um, to the right and left of you. So check out them too. Also on the Podbelly Network as well. Nice. 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 All right. So Art, do you want to get into the topic here, baby? Yeah. So actually there's really, I guess what we should call it is the... uh, mask case that's what most people on the interwebs call it um but there, it has no catchy name like other one that's it's like bigfoot this is not a 
you can't just Google Bigfoot and find it. But lead mask case seems to be the one that most people find it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did see it like in uh, Portuguese. It's called Caso das Mascaras de Chumbo. So, I mean, I guess you can call it that as well. But, I mean, I'm sure that won't get us enough hits. But, yeah. I I heard... s- yeah, I saw someone call it like the mysterious scientist death or something like that. Or I don't know. It was I, I saw a bunch of different little things. But lead mask case seems to be the one that the Internet has chosen as the what they're going to call it. Yeah, and if you're if you're watching this podcast on uh, YouTube, Art for us here has um he's sharing his screen on Zoom because you know we're still in the Rona uh, lockdown right now, so we're recording this on Zoom. And Art has a lovely picture of um what looks to be Stefan Stephen Curry to my right, and then uh, and Richard Ramirez <laughs> to the left, wearing some uh, Johnny Cage gl- uh, glasses or whatnot. But um, Art, do you want to get into the the story of what happened to Stephen Curry and um, Richard Ramirez here, which, yes. by the way, it's not their real names. Yeah, no, their real names um, are uh, Manuel Perea da Cruz yeah. and Meg- and Miguel Jose Mbina? So I guess that's how you would say it in Bakersfield Spanish, but in Portuguese, I guess it's Mejuel Jose Viana and then Manuelo Piera da Cruz. Yeah, so it's not Spanish, by the way. It's Portuguese. But yeah, no, no, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So, okay. yeah, it, it's kind of even like the the da Cruz. It's just so weird. It's just so difficult to look at because I'm so used to seeing it in Spanish and it would be the or de or de la cruz or something like that but that is weird to see mm-hmm. on paper it just trips me out but basically this happens on uh on a on a very rainy and before we start recording jacob and i were discussing that august doesn't sound like a very rainy month in the united states mm-hmm. but the fact that this is happening in the southern hemisphere in a very jungly brazilian town um i believe this happens in um Near Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, near Rio de Janeiro. And it's like, that's so close to the Amazon rainforest. So it's like, obviously there was a lot of rain. I didn't even think about that when I was reading it on like anything I found until like later on, I was like, oh yeah, it makes sense why it would be so rainy and like why they're wearing raincoats. Mm -hmm. But anyways, these two guys, and I'll, we can Quentin Tarantino this shit. We'll tell you what happened and then we'll go back and tell you the story, I suppose. Yeah. Um, So... So these two gentlemen are eventually found by a young man, and there's even conflicting reports on who found them. For the most part, it's usually a young man that finds them and finds them wearing these waterproof coats, um, these very like well-tailored suits, very professional-looking suits. It looks like and, Cuban mobsters or something like that, something like Joey Diaz would have ran with in the 70s. Yeah, and then these lead masks that don't actually have the little um, holders. I guess they were playing to just hold the lead masks to their eyes. Mm-hmm. And they're not real lead masks. They're more like lead sunglasses that look like some fucking... They look kind of douchey. They look like something that, like, who are those Jersey Shore guys would wear? <laughs> yeah. They look like very, yeah, they look very Poly D, Jersey Shore-looking glasses. So I was like, eh, yeah, they're more like... But I guess that doesn't roll off the tongue like mm-hmm. lead mass but yeah no i was thinking of like some ray mysterio shit like with like some fucking booyaka fucking designs like in the side of the head and a big old cross or something but no it's just literally like like these like janky ass like 
metal fucking sunglasses like like you would just hold it up like what's like like during um like mardi gras or whatever like those masks that people like hold to their face something kind of like that kind of i i think they look more like think back to like 2006 to 2008 those like really douchey big black sunglasses people were wearing mm-hmm. or some like that, easy e sunglasses or something like that uh, like yeah ropes. i guess yeah they look kind of low-key they have a really fat like um bridge over the nose i don't mm-hmm. think looks usually carry that that's why like it makes me like think of like poly d shit where <laughs> i I'm thought like, of like little rob or mr capone or something like that like like chilling with the homies next to my lowrider yeah yeah maybe the the bridge is kind of fat that's why i'm like eh, it's kind of makes me think back of those like poly d looking things or oh, okay. like if if they had some like remember the haircut that was really popular where they would just spike it oh up blow out was that what it was called i didn't even know it had a name but yeah, yeah if they had blowout haircuts i'd be like yep they're jersey shirt motherfuckers <laughs> that vacationing at the rio de janeiro <laughs> blowout yeah it was like some dragon ball z haircut <laughs> they went super saiyan and shit yeah which kind of ties into the topic or whatever but yeah so art said yes they were found dead you know um in a in a field all reports and one thing i want to get out there too before we actually get into the nooks and crannies of this episode there's a lot of conflicting reports about like what happened and what actually happened you know you, you start at every like any good podcast you start at wikipedia and then you start to work your way out um but you know you get a lot of conflicting reports and one thing you, you hear a lot about the narrative of this story is that they were found in you know this grassy knoll i'm thinking like the sound of music and shit like you know that one uh, movie where like that white lady is like frolicking like in a field of like high daisies and whatnot so i'm thinking of this like by what you know the narrative is being told to you you know through wikipedia and whatnot but like when you see the actual pictures and you can find these pictures like on reddit and whatnot um it actually looks like something like straight out of the predator it looks at like something out of the jungle so they say that the little boy found him in this grassy knoll area but it was really like in this like messy ass like vietnam fucking jungle and shit like i just but see that's the thing that i think is funny like by our standards that's the fucking jungle but we live in california these motherfuckers live in brazil by the amazon like the largest rainforest in the world so like to them that's grassy knoll man that's like whatever (laughs) i can kill jfk from here yeah dude that's like whatever yeah so do you want to get into the details like the the weirdness of this all all right so let me uh let me get to my notes really quickly here um do do you want me to start by the day the day by day thing or do you want me to just start by the police report yeah let's start by the day by day so um you got the date there uh rules oh sorry august 17th 1966 Mm -hmm. so i believe uh jimmy hendrix's first album was released at this time oh nice um so like i was saying so these two sharply dressed men um for a while now they're telling their families that they're going into town i believe the town that they were going into was moro the vinteria uh near rio de janeiro which is like i guess like the oil deal of rio de janeiro (laughs) (laughs) what are the fucking um the fucking valley to la or whatnot yeah whatever like the 818 valley yeah um so they're going into this to the valley to they tell their family that they're going in to buy a used car um and they do take enough money to do so so they are carrying money with them um 
they are also carrying these raincoats. They're carrying those dress, the suits. They're very, very men in black looking suits and those glasses that we had talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, on their way into town, um, and if feel free to jump in at any point, Jacob, if I forget any details, because I just have cliff notes here with me. But on their way into town, they do stop at a bar, which I thought was weird. At first, I thought they were stopping at like a liquor store to just get a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. But I guess bars in this town or or in brazil at this in 1966 sold water bottles and their water bottle this becomes important later on in the story because the water bottle wasn't your traditional fucking plastic aquafina but it was a like a glass bottle Mm -hmm. um which you know most people at this time period what they would do is hold on to the receipt and then come back and return it to get like profit back that you return this recyclable Mm -hmm. glass bottle back and it's the reason um, why you see like, you know, like when you pop open a Pepsi or whatever, like you see like that five cent like cash redemption value. It's because like you're actually paying more for that product, like the CRV value. You're actually paying more for that and promise that you will, you know, recycle it. And the same thing with, you know, this bar that they went to to buy, you know, this glass jug of water, you know, they paid a little extra for it. And if they brought back the empty bottle with the receipt, you know, they would get their deposit back, which Art said will play an important role. Yeah, so while they're actually at the bar, the bartender is noticing that one of the gentlemen, I believe it was Miguel, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, Miguel is constantly checking his watch, constantly feeling like he looks very panicked. And, you know, that's just one of those things that you notice. And and I I was thinking about, like, how would you remember that? Like, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I think when you're a bartender, you look for shit like that because I'm sure shady shit goes down at bars. And it, it was, was a probably, female bartender too. So she was like thinking like, oh, okay, like here comes a couple of dapper gentlemen trying to hit on me and whatnot. So if they're not doing that, you know, you know, playing the part, you know, that's going to stand out where they're just nervous. They're only ordering a bottle of water. And, you know, the dude keeps looking at his watch like, okay, what, what's up with this? Yeah. I, I, I was like kind of skeptical of like, man, I bet he wasn't even nervous. But then, yeah, it kind of makes sense that she would note that like it kind of sticks out, especially when like two business men in rio de janeiro show up to your bar to buy water yeah it sticks out a lot so they they eventually make their way to this location and this is the part of the story where things start getting a little bit foggy because from this point i believe the next stage is a boy that sees them lying in that grassy knoll while he's flying a kite and doesn't really think anything of it um Cause he looks, they look like they're asleep. So it's not till the very next day where I believe he was hunting squirrels or some shit like that. Okay. Yeah. See, that's something I didn't even see. Yeah. I did see that, that, um, that the bartender noted that they left, but they left with two other gentlemen in a Jeep and continued proceeded up the hill in the Jeep in the back of the Jeep. And then again, like Art was saying, like there's different accounts of this boy with a kite. Some say it was a boy with a kite. Some say it was an 18 year old. I mean, yeah, I look at 18-year-olds now. Yeah, you, you still a kid. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, 18-year-old is an adult at that time. Um, some people say that, you know, he was flying a kite. Some people said he was just, you know, mowing the lawn. Uh, there was a lot of different accounts of this kid, the actual witness that saw these two gentlemen. Now, they said that that kid also saw them, you know, go up the hill in a Jeep with these two other people, thought none, nothing of it, saw that they were lying down in the grass sleeping, which I thought was awkward. Like, why would you know, two people that you saw the day before be in the same spot the next day, but sleeping like that's kind of odd. 
but uh, like art said um you know they were he saw him there and he reports it to the police not that day but the next day because he came back and he noticed like this putrid smell and he's like oh shit this is the smell of death i'm in brazil i know what death smells like because if you look at any google maps of brazil like this is a big thing like you can find streets where like dead bodies are laying in and whatnot so this area is not unfamiliar to the stench of dead bodies so you know he reports it to police and then what i thought was super strange is the police didn't come and get the bodies until the next day after that so i believe you know they went to the hill on august 17th but they weren't you know actually taken you know away by authorities until august 21st so this is one of those things that i feel becomes really janky in the storytelling i saw a lot of little things about um that it was difficult to get because they had the police didn't want to carry the men all the way there because they would have to walk the body all the way down like weekend at bernie's type of, type <laughs> of scenario uh but they wanted to get a vehicle up there and it was just really difficult to get it to where they were at where the bodies were located mm -hmm. so it was starting to so i guess i get it it still doesn't make sense it seems like very lazy police work that they were like ah we'll get it tomorrow yeah <laughs> but it was just like okay i guess and like and i'm pretty sure you're getting to it but as you know as they do a criminal investigation of the uh the the crime scene it doesn't look like there's any signs of uh trauma to the bodies it doesn't look like there's any sign of struggle like they fought anybody mm -hmm. it looks like they were just there like calmly placed there like they placed themselves there mm -hmm. um so the police actually don't do a toxic toxicality toxic toxicology toxicology uh examination of the bodies they just kind of wing it and just let it be i guess like and did you see that you know, too that like that the coroner said that they were too busy during this time to actually do a, a toxicology test and yeah, that so, by the time they were able to catch up and do it that the organs were so decomposed due to like that rainy season because like we talked about it with like bigfoot like why don't you ever find bigfoot bones and whatnot is because like most of the bigfoot sightings are like in the pacific northeast where it's like humid always raining and you know the 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 organic matter is more susceptible to like rot and whatnot and so like that's what was happening to like the internal organs so it was like almost near impossible in the 60s to do any kind of like accurate toxicology exam on them yeah and it was it was crazy but yeah it didn't get done it, and whatever but they do find a couple of interesting items that were with the men one were two towels that were just soaking wet which mm -hmm. makes sense because it's raining and that's the reason that they're wet but it also doesn't make sense why they're carrying towels with them yeah it's kind of a strange little thing and i actually didn't really find much on why they were carrying towels i guess if the towel if there was something inside the towels and we can get into that later on yeah but the, the most um the most like suspicious thing that they do find is i guess a journal that they have with them yeah the journal contains a couple of interesting things inside of it one was what was originally believed to be codes in there um later on they realized that these men were um i guess electricians but also just fans of science in general yeah and, and they had part numbers to things that were related to items that were i guess like in a electronics catalog that had part numbers involved and mm -hmm. it was very easily linked to the part numbers and they were able to some of them weren't connected right away and but they're pretty much sure that every single 
item related to a part number that was in some kind of electronic catalog that they were very much both into because they were very much into like the electronics community of Brazil, which is a really weird thing. Yeah, in the and 60s. I, and I guess um too like that was weird because the police thought they were electronic smugglers because I guess at this time like it was very difficult to get like modern technology into Brazil. So they thought they were smugglers at first, like <laughs> electronic uh pirates if you will. And then um their titles too like they were they some people described them as like electricians some people described them as tv repairmen so like their job titles as well is kind of janky as well like when it gets when you get down to it so like they were just when it comes down to it it just sounds like they were fans of the electro sciences i guess you could say yeah and it's so weird but something as simple as like a record player at this point or like just like a am radio like that shit was so high tech for the time like <laughs> Like, so I'm sure they were like blown away the first time they saw color TV. So <laughs> <laughs> they went to a grass field and put a fucking Johnny Cage glasses on and killed At themselves. The minute you see color TV, you start believing in UFOs. So you're willing to do whatever it takes. Um, the thing that they did find in the notebook was kind of an instruction manual. And, and I did find the full version of it. Cause if you go to the Wikipedia page, you only find like, the two big notes that everybody focuses on, but the, but the instruction manual reads as so, uh, it starts by Sunday, one capsule after lunch, Wednesday, one capsule before bed. And then it, it forwards to the day of, and then, um, the instructions are 1630 at the specific location, 1830 and just capsules before, the effects protect metal await signal mask and now th that was one of those things that w the translation was a little bit off mm -hmm. uh i believe the correct translation is use lead to protect face not protect metal so i'm that i'm not sure where wikipedia like messed that up but i guess the correct translation is to use lead to protect face yeah and the one thing too that they found is that um neither of the handwriting that was writing this down was either of the gentleman's handwriting. So that was suspicious as well. Yeah. And they found that out pretty quickly. I guess it wasn't even close to their handwriting. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing too, like that was kind of janky about like, you know, when you do the basic Wikipedia research and if you go down you know, into the dark web and you do your actual research on it and shout out to Reddit, there's a bunch of like actual articles from Brazil that were translated and translated very well, mind you. And, um, you know, it shows actual newspaper clippings of the story, the actual police reports and whatnot. And a lot of people are reporting that like, oh, when they check the bodies, the money that they brought with them to, you know, to buy the, you know, the used electronic parts and, you know, that used car was missing. Now I believe they brought 3 million, I believe what is cruzeros. Like that was the currency that they were using down in Brazil at the time. Yeah. And, which sounds like a lot, but like when you do the actual like conversion, it like comes out to like $4,000, which I mean, still a lot of money to be carrying around, like change or whatever, but like still like three, it's not like 3 million American dollars and whatnot, but still a lot of money. So, my whole point is, is that, you know, the simple narrative that's out there is that all that money was gone. But when it really comes down to it is, is like, no, that money was still on them. So it kind of takes away foul play that they would get robbed. Because my whole well, question was, what happened to those two guys that they ran up there with that Jeep? Well, some of the money was gone. Not all of it. Mm -hmm. Like they still had a portion of the money with it. 
Um, but some of it was missing, which, you know, they don't know if they paid someone or anything like that, but it wasn't the complete amount that they, that they had oh, taken. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, it doesn't look like it was foul play. Like you would think if they were robbed completely, they would have taken everything, right? Mm -hmm. These guys are dead. There's no struggle. Why don't you just take everything? Um, so, you know, it, it, I've, you know, we'll get into the, the theories that the internet has come across, but as far as foul play, I don't think they were robbed. I don't think they were, you know, unless somebody was really clever and was like, you know what, this will throw the police off my trail if I don't take the entire amount. Yeah. Like if I, I put these them, two wet towels there. If, if they have 4,000, I'll only take 3,000, leave them with 1,000 done. The rest is a, is a, is a, is a tribute to the gods. Yeah. Man, like 60 years down the line, Art and Jacob are going to do an episode about me. <laughs> <laughs> and that cool guy, Artie, is going to be watching. Yeah, man. What's up, What's up to Artie, man? That guy's a cool guy. Yeah, he's watching right now. I'm looking at his comments. Oh, is he? Yeah. I just oh, can't what's physically, he saying, man? I can't physically get up there and respond because my iPhone's like 10 feet away from me. But yeah, shout out to you, man. Artie's our number one fan. Yeah. Alejandro, you're number two now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever is giving us money on Patreon, they're number three. <laughs> well, all of them are. So, I mean, yeah, they're. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so do you want to get into the theories? Yeah. So, actually, let me just check really quick, make sure I didn't leave anything off. And then, obviously, we, we brought up the water bottle thing. Oh, okay, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. A lot of people believe that the reason why they still had the receipt was why would you hold on to the receipt unless you were planning on returning the water bottle and then getting your money back for the yeah. water bottle? Um, so, you know, obviously it seems pretty obvious that they probably were not planning on dying, dying, especially when their original notebook still had those markings. It seems like they had taken these capsules before that ingested these capsules and on a previous occasion, at least once or twice before. So, you know, now let's get into the theories. <laughs> okay. I'll let you kick it off then, man, because there's like at least four or five different ones on there. I'll, I'll kick it off with the one that I think is the weirdest one, the one I don't believe in. Okay. And um, that would be the fact that um, I guess the townspeople on the, the night of their death, they said that they saw lights in the sky and were saying that it was around the area that the bodies were found. Um. So a lot of people believe that, you know, these people were very much into science. They had been contacting Mars, <laughs> which I feel like in the 1960s, that was like the hot planet. Like Mars was yeah. like the shit. Like, like every movie that involved aliens, they were always from Mars. So of yeah. course they were contacting Mars. And, um, or the moon. That or the moon. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, there's a Nazi base on the moon and we need to find it. <laughs> on the dark side of the moon yeah that's a whole different episode but anyways um yeah so like people were saying that these guys were very much contacting aliens they had radio technology that could that was getting a hold of aliens and they had contacted them and people were saying like there was also another man that was found i believe a year earlier um in this same area that also was found with lead glasses. And they think that it was also tied to like aliens because around that time period, they also saw lights in the sky. And so they believe that those two things are all tied together. The people were contacting aliens and the aliens were like either killing them or like just leaving their terrestrial bodies behind and taking their soul or whatever. 
mm-hmm. which feels weird because it's like why would you take four thousand dollars with you to go meet an alien unless like the, <laughs> unless the alien is charging you for gas money or something like that like <laughs> he needs that element uh what was that element that bob lazar said he uh found at area 51 or whatever oh i don't know prometheum x we'll call it that there you go prometheum x he need they needed money for that they had to refuel their uh fucking spaceship and whatnot um but yeah um one of the ladies who you know believes in this theory was a local there named sonora gracinda barbosa Countinho da souza now um, she said that she saw with her three children on august 17th 1966 an orange oval fly over that you know hilltop area where they were at and you know it was a fiery object that was emitting rays from every single direction so it was like an omnipresent fucking sphere up in the sky if you will and she said that she observed it um you know going up and down for a good three or four minutes before exploding and then you know that's like where she like you know fucking booked it back home and her husband had to come out and check on it you know be the man and fucking (laughs) investigate but he said he found nothing um you know in the area and um this plays into a previous report uh which also ties into another theory as well where a couple of um months previous um there was an incident um at at atafonza beach where uh, again another orange globe appeared over the horizon you know you know by the beach and then suddenly exploded you know shaking you know buildings and things in the area and a lot of people said oh shit you know it was a flying saucer if you will um which which i was looking into this and a lot of people were saying that like brazil was like a hotbed for like ufo activity and i was looking it up and like yeah they were right like there is a lot of strange i I don't want to call it extraterrestrial but there's a lot of crazy like unidentified objects and the sky is over Brazil. You know, it's crazy you say that, but um, one of the stories, and it's completely unrelated to, to this case, but Latin America has always been like a hotbed for everything from Peru and the Nazca lines and the they have the, the Stargate yeah. thing built into, into, the, um, into the sidewall in a, on a mountain in, in uh, Peru. And also in, uh, in 1986, there was a massive earthquake that happened in Mexico. And one of the cool things about this, so 1986 in Mexico, it was, um, you know, camcorders were starting to become a thing, you know, like those big janky ones that you had to put over your shoulder, you know? Yeah, Danny um, Tanner. Yeah, so you're fucking huge-ass camcorder. Um, so after this giant earthquake in Mexico in 1986, um, basically, like, everybody started seeing um, and filming um, UFOs over the city of Mexico, which I think is really interesting. It kind of ties into like, I guess, Mothman or whatever, like of like, you know, if somebody saw like, uh, you know, you know, if we, if we were, if we were looking at an anthill and we stepped on the anthill or, or we saw an anthill being destroyed, it would draw our eyes to it. And I, I always think about that where I'm like, man, I bet aliens just look at us and like, man, these guys just got hit by an earthquake, poor guys <laughs> or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's really interesting that Latin America and also, you know, we have that here in North America as well with like the 37 parallel and things like that. But Mm -hmm. Latin America, maybe because it's, it's has so many remote parts. um, It always seems to be a hotbed and like, there are so many volcanoes down there for some reason. Yeah. Like UFOs are always seem to be around volcanoes or something. It's really interesting. That's, that's a really interesting topic to me, but. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you look at Brazil too, isn't it kind of by, 
and now I'm just doing like off the cuff, like, you know, geography right now, but isn't it kind of by like, you know, the Caribbean a little bit? Like, I know that's like Northern, um, Brazil, if you will, or Venezuela, I want to say, but like, like that whole, um, Bermuda triangle-ish area as well. So, I mean, I think I find that kind of interesting too. Like when you, when you look at the, the country of Brazil, like if, if it's not within that boundary, like it's just right outside of it. If you, yeah, it's pretty close. Like that whole the Gulf of Mexico, isn't that called like the Ring of Fire? Because there's like a big, um, mm-hmm. yeah, um, like formation of volcano underwater volcanoes. There's a lot of strange things that go over there. Have you ever heard of blue holes? No, what's that? So, um, blue holes are basically like these underwater tunnels, right? And they're so deep that we haven't explored them at all. So a lot of people think that, um, like giant octopuses live down there and they have seen like giant octopuses. We found corpses of giant octopuses, but we've never actually seen them out in like, um, out in nature. But a lot of people believe like these, these blue holes are so like unexplored that that's where like a giant creature would have to live, like in these completely unexplored, um, tunnels. And the funny thing about it is Brazil actually has like lakes that are blue holes that they're so deep that they connect to the ocean. Oh wow. It's, it's pretty nuts. Also, you know, like because they're so unexplored, if there was UFO activity, you know, surprise, like what's it called when they're underwater UFOs? Like there's a funny name about it. I, I remember Eric, when, when Eric was on the show, like he, he was talking to me about it, but there is this whole underwater of phenomenon of like underwater UFOs, Mm-hmm. And and I was and a lot of people tie them into like blue holes. So, and Brazil has a ton of blue holes, which is fucking weird. But yeah, man, that's UFO hotbed over there. Yeah. So one theory is that UFOs attack these gentlemen, and the reason why they think that UFOs attack them is because they think that they were science, or they don't think, but one of their friends, uh, Alicio Gomez. Um, who described himself as a friend and an assistant to them, said that they were scientific spiritualists. And I thought that this was kind of far-fetched until you actually get into, like, his, um, you know, report to police, because you can go on Reddit and you can find his report on there. Uh, But they, um, I guess he said that they regularly attended seances and were a part of a secret society that conducted, you know, super-secret, you know, electronic experiments, if you will. And I guess he said that... um, they got into a big argument because I believe it was Miguel. Um, they built like this machine or some contraption um, in his garden to communicate, like Art was saying, with you know extraterrestrials on Mars. And I guess like it exploded and like fucked up like all their like acai or whatever. And so they got like into like this big like fucking argument or whatever. And like this is why they like had to go out you know, to this hilltop to where they were at is because they couldn't be fucking with his acai garden anymore. So. Um, I guess um, they built a device previous to, you know, this incident. And you remember how I was talking about that beach, that Adafonza beach. Well, I guess like um, Alicio, he said that, hey, you know, yeah, we were at that beach. You know, we brought one of the contraptions that we um, that we created and it emitted like a ray out into the sky and it became super unstable and then exploded. And that explains, you know, that UFO that um, that Sonora Gracienda Barbosa Concisa Sosa, you know, described, if you will, with her children. Um, but a lot of people from the UFO community were like, oh, okay, they were communicating. They actually were communicating with, you know, extraterrestrials. 
and they actually shot down uh, one of their spacecrafts and that this incident was a retaliation, if you will, for um, you know the the shooting down of that spacecraft um, on Atafonza Beach, and so that I mean I'm with you. I don't necessarily believe that, um, but that's what you know Alicia was saying that hey you know we were you know messing around with some stuff, and that um, and that you know every time that they would go out you know they would you know tell their spouses and their significant others they would tell them hey you know we're gonna go out on a secret mission because I guess what they were doing, they would piss off their, their wives because they were putting a lot of money into this. So uh, we talked about, you know, that notebook that they had where, you know, there were all these like parts and people thought it was like secret code, you know, for, you know, something. But it was just actually just like electronic parts. And like I said earlier, Brazil um, kind of like had like a soft ban, like on certain electronics, if you will. I, I guess like their government had to vet it to make sure it was safe. We talked about 5G with like the radiation, like a simple television in somebody's house. There was like a, a theory that, you know, you would get, you know, brain damage for sitting too close to a television, which, you know, maybe at that time might have been true with like the basic technology, if you will. But, you know, certain parts weren't allowed into the country. So, you know, they were writing down part numbers, purchasing them, you know, from electronic smugglers, if you will. And this was pissing off, you know, their significant others, their families, because they, they were family men. They had kids and shit. They were supposed to buy like fucking boppies for it and all that shit. And so, you know, they would, you know, meet up with these individuals. And, you know, one theory, another theory goes into it is that they were actually set up um, by some individuals um, and attacked and robbed for their money. Yeah, so... That's the to me. That's the theory that I believe the least. Mm -hmm. um, um, I, I don't believe that they were robbed. Sorry, work is calling me right now. I'll answer it later. <laughs> but um, um, I I, don't, I guess I just don't believe that as as much right now. Yeah. Um, just because you know why wouldn't you take all the money and and not and, only that there was no physical damage to their body. You know, and another theory was is that it was lightning. And I, I mean, I'm not going to say like everybody's seen a picture of somebody that's been struck by lightning, but anybody that grew up in junior high, you know, looking at rotten.com, you know, you've seen pictures of bodies that have been hit by lightning. Like their bodies, I mean, like that kid or 18 year old, if you will, said that, you know, it just looked like they were sleeping. It, you know, somebody that's body that got hit by lightning is not going to fucking, you know, be well preserved. It's going to be like just almost it's going to look like Christopher Walken at the end of fucking Batman returns and shit. Like it's going to be charred to fuck. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't believe that they were attacked and robbed. Um, but what I do think, what one theory that I do believe in is that, you know, they were, again, they were described as scientific spiritualists. Now I thought this was kind of hilarious. Uh, a doctor of yoga said that it was very common during this time period and now we're talking about the 1960s. You know, I mentioned, hey, this is like right around the time that Jimi Hendrix's first album came out. Um, also, this is around the time with, you know, Timothy Leary. He was doing, you know, those, you know, LSD experiments at Harvard and whatnot. So this is like the psychedelic era. I believe 1966, like two months previous to this happening, the Beatles released Revolver, which is like, you know, the epitome of, you know, fucking, you know, psychedelic, you know, culture at this time so like one of the this doctor of yoga said yeah it was very common within this community that people would take lsd and do all sorts of like you know crazy experiments trying to you know 
reach the spiritual realm, if you will, through, you know, LSD and mescaline and like all these other um, psychedelic drugs. And it kind of reminded me of, you know, that documentary we watched before work one time where it was talking about um, DMT, where, you know, people are trying to open up their third eye. You know, they're trying to, you know, look for enlightenment, if you will. So what this doctor of yoga was saying is that, hey, you had like this whole underground movement of young gentlemen that were obsessed with, you know, elect electronics and whatnot, and somehow believed that it connected to the spiritual world. And they were doing experiments trying to communicate with the spiritual world with using LSD and doing these crazy ass fucking scientific experiments. Yeah. You know, it's funny just because, you know, it was the sixties and everybody was, you know, in the States at least it was like, you're right. The LSD revolution was going on and everybody was like all about that. Mm -hmm. Um, um, so just, um, sorry, I, I just got a text from work, but anyways, um, it, you know, it really reminded me of, of the birth of, um, like Scientology and those types of things. Like people mm -hmm. were linking religion and, and science as one. And yeah. it makes sense, you know, like science is very unexplained and there's these rules of science and, you know, it seems to be like the language of the gods in a weird way. Yeah. And I could see why people would get carried away the minute you start introducing drugs into the equation. Even something like as small as like smoking weed, when you're smoking weed with friends and you start talking about shit like this, all of a sudden it seems to be easier to like swallow these ideas and be like, yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, and it just... It, I mean, especially because this story takes place in Brazil. There's a story of this guy named, uh, what's his name? Bruno Borges. Bruno mm -hmm. Borges, you know, very similar to these guys. He was a college student that went missing in Brazil. And then when his parents went to go check out his, um, his dorm room, they found like statues of like these robed aliens and like all this like, like ancient, like scripture on the wall. It was very like, Oh, I remember Much, that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like this weird mixture of, yeah, we did an episode. I don't know if we did an episode or like a mini zone on him. Yeah, but, I think we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it reminded me a lot of this because it happened in Brazil. It was very much tied into science and aliens and like very occultish type of type of behavior. Um, it was, it was pretty nuts. And like, you know, again, in Latin America, people tend to be very much, they wear religion on their sleeve and they wear their faith on their sleeve. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, whenever someone starts introducing drugs and you have a very strong religious belief that you were maybe raised like that as a kid. Um, and I don't want to talk shit on religion at all, but I just want to like, I think that whenever a religious person, like to be a religious person, you have to have an element of like faith. Like you guys have to just have blind faith and like believe that there is something there. And so like, I think already you kind of start off with like, yeah, there is this one thing. I can't see it. I can't prove it, but it's there. And like, um, I think that maybe that's why, you know, it's, it was, I don't want to say trick these guys, but like, you know, it's when someone's on drug and you have that history of religion already in your past, like mm -hmm. you can, you can kind of start going down these roads of like, okay, now I'm talking to aliens through this AM radio station yeah, or whatever, you know, like, that's kind of where I believe that they were going down. Like they were mm -hmm. just like experimenting with all this shit. And maybe there was a little bit of a, of a, a group of like 
who were all taking drugs and tripping out and listening to AM radios or something. <laughs> and like they thought they were talking to aliens. Maybe. <laughs> and then one thing too that I wanted to bring up is like this isn't a unique death. I guess four years earlier, 1962, in pretty much the exact same spot in Moro de Cruciero, um, a TV technician named Hermie, um, he was also found um, in the middle of this field with a uh, lead mask dead like this as well. So, you know, it goes into what their friend Alicia was saying that like, hey, they were part of a secret society. You know, every time they would go out, they would say they were on a secret mission. You know, they would take LSD. They would take mescaline. Well, they didn't say that they took those drugs specifically because I think it's pretty hard to like overdose like on those drugs. Um, so it might have been like something else that might have had like a bad chemical reaction. And not only that, like you're fucking around with things that's, you know, sending fireballs into the air. Like that just seems like a recipe for disaster right there. And they knew that it was dangerous because, you know, they're, they're making, they were sitting there with like these lead sunglasses over their eyes to protect themselves. So they know it's dangerous. You're, you're highly intoxicated on whatever substance you're, you're on. So there's gotta be something there, you know, to it that, Hey, like, Hey, you're fucking with fucking around with this unstable technology. You're fucking around with like, drugs that make you open up into your third eye and see fucking magical bunny rabbits and fucking four leaf clovers and little bunnies and shit, you know, that we're going to sell cereal to you in the 1980s. Um, (laughs) But like on top of that, like you have the mystery of like, well, we can't, we can't say for sure that that's what happened, that they overdosed on some chemical because the toxicology was never done. And then a year later, you know, they exhumed the bodies just to try the actual toxicology exam and like they're just body, their bodies and their internal organs were just so decomposed that they could not do it at that time. Yeah. So, I mean, going back to the drugs, like, like these, like drug, any drug that would tr- make you trip out the way that, that these drugs, and it, it was very clear that they weren't addicts because mm-hmm. there's no way that you can like come up with all these things and still be like as, as organized as they were. Mm-hmm. and be addicts so this wasn't like they were on coke or whatever and really even coke is like really hard to die on but like um and it seems like you know because they were structured and they were taking pills not by like enjoyment but by like almost a scientific experiment um whatever these pills were i don't think that they were the cause of the death maybe like they contributed to the death but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even, I can't even think of a drug that would do that. Like definitely not acid, like acid. They might have like, I don't know, unless they, you know, were eating other things. I have no idea what drug could have done this. I don't really know what mescaline is, mm-hmm. but I just remember it from like fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Like they had like in an eyedropper and then like him and Benice, like uh, Johnny Depp and Benicio del Toro did it like in a, in a, in a hotel room, if you will. Yeah. I and, remember. Like, they turned into like fucking vicious dogs and whatnot. And yeah, people turn into lizards and dinosaurs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great movie, by the way. (laughs) Hell yeah. I need, I want to watch that shit now. And just thinking about it, I haven't watched that in forever. That's Um, a great movie. But only thing I can think of, like when I think of that, like that whole process of, Hey, we're going to take these psychedelic pills. Oh, by the way, we're going to fuck around with these like electronics. By the way, there was two other men that went up there with them who might've taken those electronics with them, you know, to, you know, so nothing got traced back to them because I'm sure they would have gotten in trouble. Um, but yeah, like all I hear in the back of my mind is 
my mom's voice, like me, like getting hurt, like at school. Or I remember like I broke my toe and, you know, playing basketball with no shoes on in the backyard. And all I can think of is my mom just saying, you know, in her very stern, pissed off voices, that's what you get for fucking around, like taking fucking LSD and fucking around with electronics. Like, yeah, that's, that, that's what's going to happen. You go off into the jungles of Brazil with fucking LSD and fucking unstable ass electronics. Yeah, yeah, you're going to fucking die. Do you remember uh, that movie Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. So <laughs> there's a scene in Napoleon Dynamite where I don't know exactly what he's doing, but he puts like this thing on his head and then like, oh, it's a time traveling thing. Like oh, he yeah. buys a time travel machine from the internet and like he holds onto this thing and he puts like these crystals in there. Like that's what this reminds me of. Like I think they, I think that they were fucking around with something where they were taking like mushrooms in the capsules and then like, or like DMT in the capsules. I'm trying to think of something that would make them trip out like that. But like, um, I'm sure that, you know, electricity wouldn't like shock them to the point of like death, but maybe just to the point of stopping their heart. Mm-hmm. And maybe those other dudes were like, oh shit, they're dead. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And then it's it's like, like, wait, wait, take some of the money with you. And just like, <laughs> as a panic. Yeah, we need, we need fucking gas for the Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's the most likely explanation that they were out there fucking around with some like time travel Napoleon fucking around. Shit. Yeah. Fucking around. <laughs> fucking blew themselves up and shit because i mean i mean their bodies were sitting there out there in the jungle or the grassy knoll if you will just rotting because the little boy said like when he came back two days later i mean they were just just yeah and art you're bringing up the pictures right now on the um the screen thank you young jamie um (laughs) and then it was just like they like they were just so badly decomposed like a bigfoot body and i mean yeah there's no telling what could have happened i mean you're in the jungles of brazil there's probably animals like creeping in there, fucking, you know, eating at you and all that shit too. So probably just that fact they were sitting there for two extra days, you know, who knows what was being covered up by, you know, just nature taking over. I think these motherfuckers were trying to like time travel to Mars or some shit and like mm-hmm. ended up shocking themselves to death. And like, I don't understand where the, um, where the uh, lightning theory came in, but you know, and I had brought up that locals in that area still say that grass doesn't grow around where they were. And that's and, a common uh, thing in the UFO community. But like when I looked on the Google maps of this, cause I, I wanted to get like some kind of like bearing for like where this was at, if you will. Cause like, I think of Rio de Janeiro, I just think of like a jaw rule music video with like thongs and shit and um, that big ass Jesus statue. And it just looks like the predator, you know, like there's so much vegetation out there. So I don't know. I, I, if they're saying that, like maybe just that one tiny itty bitty little spot that they died. But I mean, this jungle is pretty fucking lush. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's probably more like an urban legend at this point that people just say like, Oh, that's where those two guys. Every time that you see a spot in a jungle where like shit isn't growing, Mm -hmm. they just point to that and say like, yeah, that's where those two guys died. Like exactly that spot. And it's like at the end of April right now. And I'm trying to get my grass to grow and like anywhere, like my dogs pee at, like that grass doesn't grow in that area. So, I mean, it's a fucking jungle in Brazil in the rainforest, like fucking the Tasmanian tiger could be taking a piss right there and fucking causing the grass not to grow right there. Like who knows? Yeah. And then that's the thing when people die, like you pee yourself, just a heads up. You also poop (laughs) yourself. So (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's, that's what's doing it. But they're, uh, that the bodies aren't, Letting the grass grow there. I'll head ice, acai acid, man. 
Yeah. Dude, acai sounds so good now, man. Shout yeah. out to Brazil for coming up with with the acai. <laughs> it does sound good. I haven't ate dinner yet. So, all right, do you got anything else on this case? Did we solve this unsolved mystery? By the way, I'm going to make this an unsolved mystery. You know what? This is the closest I think we've ever gotten to solving a case. Hell yeah. Because I think, I, I think, yeah, like I think that they were probably involved with some shit where like they were these wannabe scientists that were probably just closer to like, oh, I know how to operate an AM radio. Mm-hmm. Like wannabe hackers. Like this is their version of like Cicada 3301, but like in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Like Mr. very, pr- very primitive. Yeah, like kind of shit. And like, um, they ended up fucking around with some like Napoleon Dynamite time machine and shocked themselves to death. <laughs> While Uncle Rico's eating a steak in the background and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's just my theory. Like, I I recommend people go out and like research this shit and Definitely. like research. You know, do your own research. Don't take our word for it. Reading yeah. Rainbow is it's not the reading reading Rainbow shit that the kid will come out and say like, don't take my word for it, and like tell you go read a book. Oh, that NBC thing, like the more you know or whatever, and it's like. I'm trying to remember where that's from. Heard for it, but it goes into like just like that whole 5G discussion I was talking about, where like, you know, don't believe just like one news source. Like, like this was like the 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 thing with this whole topic was like if I just like went off of Wikipedia's research, this would have been like a five minute episode. But, like, I had to dig deep into the dark web. I looked into Reddit. I looked at all these different sources and whatnot, like magazines from the 1960s. And you come up with, like, all these different narratives. And you got to kind of, like, piece them all together and see which ones make sense within, like, those different worlds. So if you learn anything else, learn that, please, people. So I typed in, don't take my, and then, like, you know, like, Google will fill in the blank screen. Uh-huh. Right away, it was like, don't take my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one is, don't take my man. <laughs> hey, don't be fucking with my man, dude. Oh, man. Oh, Google. Well, I guess they're not listening to you right now. Pretty sure they'll show. You know what would be funny? If, like, the next thing that starts popping up on, like, all my, like, recommended for you type of things are all sunglasses. Like black look, easy eat type of things, or like those uh-huh. like all those like big oh. black sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Or the or the movie Napoleon Dynamite will show up and like, are you looking for the movie Napoleon Dynamite? You can rent it tonight on Amazon for two ninety nine. It's gonna start showing up everywhere we're at, man. Hell yeah! But you are right though. It was on Reading Rainbow and Lavar Burton. Didn't he play what's his name? And he did Jordy. have those fucking glasses on. So it all comes full circle, baby. Yeah, he played Jordy, man. There you go. So, Art, <laughs> do you got anything else, my guy? Uh, that's it. Tell your mama your boo-boo, too. Shout out Elizabeth Jack and shout out Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> um, it's funny, and man. just thank you guys for for, for sticking with us. I, I don't know how the sound quality is. Some of the episodes are pretty damn good. Hopefully, these headphones help out with the sound quality. But, mm-hmm. you know, I hope you guys are doing well. Staying safe, staying clean, washing your hands, staying. If you go out into public, please wear a mask. Yes, thank you. Yes, I got a mom with one lung. I ain't trying to have her die right now. Okay, guys? Yeah. Oh, hey, um, by the way, I know on the last episode I mentioned that I got tested for coronavirus. I just want to let everybody know that I'm fine. It was just allergies. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't send me messages about it. I, I, yeah, I'm fine. I, I was just allergies. Okay, thank God. Thank, thank the gods, everybody. <laughs> so 
With that said, everybody, please make sure you follow us on all platforms on social media at Art and Jacob Do America. We do have a Patreon. You know, go there to help support us there. You know, directly, all proceeds go to benefit. You know, this studio that I'm currently in, that Art will soon be in. Art and I were, were discussing new um, podcast setups. You know, before we actually started recording this show. I'm really excited for the future of this show um, and for everybody watching on the YouTubes and whatnot. Like we're, we're going to improve the quality drastically for you guys and for ourselves, because if anything, you know, we do this, you know, for fun. You know, this is a, a great way to escape, you know, all the stress that is out there in the world with the coronavirus, you know, working from home, you know, dealing with crazy people, you know, on our jobs and whatnot. So, you know, we're, we're going to make this uh, podcast even better. We might even you know, go Joe Rogan status, you know, be, you know, full-time podcasters one day, who knows, but hey, continue to support us through those platforms. Um, again, make sure you go to the Podbelly Network, check out other great podcasts, you know, my cousin's podcast, uh, Path of Legends, our little sisters from, but we're not sure yet, you know, check them out as well as Echoplasma. Make sure you go to Caveman Coffee, our sponsor, make sure you go there and use promo code America at checkout, to save that ass 15% off. And so with that, I don't got anything else to say but hey have a good night don't fuck around with no mescaline and don't buy time machines on amazon hell no <laughs> all right everybody have a good night good night we out